Welcome to the Perfect Faith Podcast. I'm Kurt Klingerman, your host. This is episode three of season five. This episode's entitled Time for a Heart Check, Part Two. Last time when we met, we talked about dealing with our hypocrisy. Well, this one, we're going to deal with something a little bit closer to home. And it starts out with this question. Does your heart find pleasure in judgment? Look, every one of us has this sense of justice. You know, it's kind of like watching a movie when we see the bad guy get his just desserts. We get a little bit happy about that. And why is that? It's because in every one of us is this sense of justice. And we are called to walk justly and we're called to love justice. But there is an aspect about it that we have to be careful about. It's important to be careful about. And that is if we rejoice at the downfall of someone else, that gets a little bit dangerous. I mean, Jesus said to rejoice that our name's written in the book of life. Have you ever thought about the alternative? What if our name wasn't written in the book of life? So why would we get happy about someone else's judgment? I mean, why is our name written in the book of life? It's because of God's love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16 The reason that we are found in the book of life is because God extended his grace to us by faith so that we might receive eternal life simply because he loves us. He doesn't want to see us fall. In fact, what is God's view on judgment? Let's take a look at this. Ezekiel 33, verse 11. Say unto them, As I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn you, turn you from your evil ways. For why will you die, O house of Israel? Then in 2 Peter verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God prefers repentance over judgment. He's not looking to destroy people. He's looking to save them from the wrath to come. That's God's desire. That's why Jesus came, was to save people from the wrath to come. So why would we want anything different than what he wants? So it's important that we protect our heart from rejoicing from the downfall of others. Look at Proverbs 24, verses 17 through 18. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles, or the Lord will see it and be displeased. You know, in all honesty, it's easy to get a little bit gleeful when someone that's deserving takes a tumble. It's the way of the flesh. While our flesh, the carnal nature, desires mercy from everybody else and expect them to understand our condition, when someone else asks for mercy, it has a tendency to not want to give them quarter. It has a tendency to say, you know, they get what they deserve. They should have thought about that before they did what they did. That's the way of the flesh. But that's not the way of the Spirit. 
the way the Spirit says live, the way the Spirit says forgive, save them. Romans 8, verse 6 through 8. For the the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the Spirit is life and peace, because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God. For it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it, is not even to, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So think of it this way. The flesh embraces death. The flesh embraces death where the spirit embraces life and gives life. We are called to overcome evil with good. So simply put, how did Jesus, how did Jesus view this? We look at Luke 6, verses 27 through 28. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Then in Romans 12, 18 through 21, it says this, If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own vengeance, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Our flesh cries out, crucify them, burn them. Our spirit cries out, forgive them, save them. The flesh screams vengeance, but the spirit says forgiveness is vengeance. It is important to remember that our fight is not against people. Our fight is for people. We are to come we are to fight for them. We're not to come against anybody in, in, spite of the, in spite of their worldview, in spite of whether they consider themselves our enemy. You know, really, as we look at things and think about God's way of looking at people, we should be a friend to everybody. They may not be our friends, <laughs> but maybe one day. They may be our enemies, but we're not theirs. We're fighting for them. We are fighting for them. Now think about this. The enemy of our souls wants us to come in agreement with him. The enemy wants us to accuse others, hate them, condemn them. And that's why forgiveness is sweet revenge. Forgiveness is sweet revenge. Have you ever thought about this? An act of kindness when you extend mercy to another, might be something that connects them to God's heart. So, for example, if someone does you wrong and you forgive them and you don't become hostile, it may lead them to repentance. So, someone who might consider themselves your enemy might now become your brother or your sister. And more importantly, they would be considered a son or daughter of God, a child of God. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. that. That's even better. So, what is your heart's desire for humanity? What about those who are considered enemies of the cross? What's your view towards them? Were you once an enemy? Have you ever stopped and stepped back 
where you came from. I'm not saying live there, but just sometimes we need to remember where we did come from. So if we're having difficulty extending mercy toward another, we need to remember that mercy was extended to us. Jesus died for everyone. Everyone. Not just one or two. Not just the good ones. You remember Paul, the Apostle Paul? He was an enemy once. Check out what Paul had to say about his disposition, where he came from. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 9 through 10. For I am the least of the apostles, and not fit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But the grace of God, or excuse me, but by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace toward me did not prove vain. But I labored even more than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God with me, whether then it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. And then in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 through 16, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all exception, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Albeit for this cause I obtain mercy, that in me first Christ uh, Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to everlasting life. Saul, the man or Paul rather, who was once known as Saul of Tarsus, a Pharisee, one that went out and caused many believers to die for the cause of Christ. He himself was saved. Jesus died for Paul. And and when you look in the Bible, the New Testament specifically, Paul was responsible for writing the majority of the letters found in the New Testament. And of course, he was the scribe, Holy Spirit was the author. But the point is that in spite of where he came from, the Lord used him. So that would be sweet vengeance on our part is to extend that mercy to someone who perhaps is a downright enemy of the cross. And that by extending that mercy, they might come and receive mercy, receive forgiveness of sins, where the Lord could take that individual, save them, fill them with Holy Spirit, and actually co-labor with them in the ministry, just as he did with Paul, just as he does with you, just as he does with us who are called by his name. So where's your heart? Are you, have you been wrestling with this? I mean, we all wrestle, okay? But it's just simply step back and just ask yourself, am I walking in the flesh or am I walking in the spirit? And again, I've shared this a number of times too. If you are having difficulty extending mercy to others, maybe dealing with unforgiveness, come to the throne of grace, 
to obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need, which that's Hebrews 4, verse 16. Ask the Lord for the help that you need, and by His grace, He'll enable you to extend that mercy. He might connect you to something in your heart that needs to be dealt with. Maybe there's an area in your heart that needs to be healed, and you find yourself angry because it's easier to be empowered by that anger than to feel the hurt, or maybe fear. But if you allow the Lord to examine that heart, just come in agreement with Him and just ask Him to show you what you need to see. Receive from Him what you need to see so that you can walk in mercy. I mean, the name of the game is saving lost souls to make disciples of all nations. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. So, I do pray that the Lord bless you abundantly above all you could think or ask. And, you know, if you think this is something that's going to help someone else that might be struggling with this, share this with them. You know, like and subscribe to our podcast. Help us get this word out to other people. You know, I don't ask you to do that very much. And, you know, and I leave that between you and the Lord. It's just sometimes people might ask, you know, how can I help you get this word out? And that's just a simple way. Just like subscribe, tell your friends, you know, if this is something that's been helping you, maybe it'll help someone else. So we'll close it up right here. Be blessed, my friend.